Right, welcome everyone. Really pleased to have you joining us for another podcast on the Pondering site. I'm really pleased to be joined by Carl Beach today. Uh, Carl, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Um, it's been good to get to know, uh, well, actually another another local bloke. It's like all, all us East London guys are getting together. Dagenham, yeah. Darsenham is where you used to uh, call it. that's right. I'm from Nam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Carl, um, tell us, just give us a little brief intro in terms of what you're up to at the moment, and then then I want to hit you with some tough questions. Sure, yeah. Well, family man, married to Karen, two adult daughters. Uh, one's trained to be a vet, and the other one's a tattoo artist. So, go for I said, one's an academic, the other one lives in Narnia. So, go figure that one out. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, both love the Lord. Uh, I lead a church called Redeemer King in Chesterfield. I'm president of something called Christian Vision for Men. I host a big conference called The Gathering hundreds of men's groups around the country. I prefer the title El Presidente. I think well, it's much better for me. <laughs> and, uh, and, I'm, and I run a, a mission agency called The Edge, which is a church plant in a mission coalition agency, particularly focused in areas of deprivation. So, yeah. well, that's, that's really interesting. And, and uh, I'm sure some of that stuff will leak out as, as, we, as we talk about yeah. things. So, so just to give context, just in case this podcast is still up in years to come, we are in the midst of, we're just coming out of lockdown, the COVID-19 thing. Um, well, we're coming out, but we're not coming out in that sense. Um, so, but it has been a time, this, this kind of pause on life has been a time where there's been some things shaking up. And um, I suppose my question is, how, how do you see life, church in the UK? How do you see things, things are going to change? What's, what's to come? What's to come around the corner? Um, uh, in a nutshell, what I do think is we, we, we've got this amazing, everyone's saying it, it is an amazing opportunity, actually. And I think, um, bottom line, if we go back to what we had before and uh, we've failed somehow to grasp what could be a significant moment, and I, I remember saying to my team, just talking to the local church and a local church network I'm involved with, what I said to people right at the start was, this, this is a time not to try and replicate, but to innovate. Uh, and I, you know, a bit of a buzzword, a bit of a zinger there, but I think it's absolutely true. Um, I saw a lot of churches still using their buildings, you know, preaching from a lectern, bands were turning up. And I'm like, I don't know. For me, I mean, we're working particularly in working class communities. And our emphasis has never been on, on the Sunday thing. We have a Sunday meeting, um, but our emphasis has always been on, on community and being together. So I, I just went straight to a chatting for me armchair, you know, with me pack of Werther's Originals. <laughs> 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 Didn't want to put a load of pressure on our worship guys who so are using Spotify playlists, but we, instead we opened a pub, called it Redeemer King Arms. Started doing quiz nights, game show nights, got everyone online. A lot of our guys couldn't afford internet and didn't have tablets, so we imported a load of cheap tablets from China, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> Pay for people's internet subscriptions. We managed to get the church online in small groups. And I think for me, it's been a recalibration back to what the church was always meant to be about, which was, you know, meeting around the tabletop. There's lots of proliferation of small groups. And I think yeah. we have seen a collapse in youth work effectively around the country right. where the young people are not tuning in on zoom meetings yeah but i think the same in church i've known a lot of my mates are struggling in terms of the whole church thing um it's at, the, at first there's this big buzz around church meeting um you know online and then their numbers are going down now yeah. i actually find that my numbers are going up because our emphasis was always on the small group it was yeah. it was never ever about uh, the Sunday performance. So I think yeah. if your church was reliant on the vibe of Sunday, you're kind of stuffed. Yeah. But if your emphasis was community, 
getting engaged in the community, living out your faith, you probably and you know and meeting in in community in small groups, you're probably going to do all right. So we're going to re refocus on that as we emerge out of lockdown. Our whole thing is to keep the strength of the small group, the tabletop right. church thing. We might not even meet every Sunday. I don't okay. know. It's yeah. all up in the air. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's it feels to me from from what you've been saying and and I'll, I'll chat earlier that. You're kind of you're rolling with the punches and and enjoying it. Is that right? Yeah, I, I like change. So uh, I, I love it. But I think someone said to me, it's not 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 original to me, but someone said the new superpower is agility. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think it is. This this is we are ducking and diving our way into some new future here. And I don't, you know, this podcast might be sitting in two years time, and they thought, well, BT called that wrong. But I don't think this thing's going away quick. Yeah, well, it could we could be if you're just hanging in there to get back to your big sunny yeah. vibe. I think that's a bad move. Yeah, this is trying to be agile, see where what the enemy's doing, where Jesus is at work, where he's shining light, and go with it. So yeah. at the moment, we're going to cluster our home groups together, and they can meet, they can sing behind a face mask when we've sorted out the venues. Yeah, but then I think we could be locked down again. So if there's a oh. way to be agile, isn't it? Yeah, that's. I'm really interested in that practical point you said about people not having the access and you getting the tablets in that kind of stuff. We, yeah. I've done a little bit of that locally, and I would say it, it has um, some tablets are better than others, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. um. The interesting thing there, mate, was is, was the way that um, so much stuff that went online was so middle class. Everyone made the assumption that everyone had Zoom and an internet and an iPad. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the communities I'm working in, they didn't have Zoom, yeah. they didn't have iPads, didn't even have internet, yeah. didn't have smartphones. So yeah. it just shows where the church is at, yeah. doesn't it? Actually, it's a window on where we're at. So we, I mean, to be honest, I'm not very technical. I prefer a notepad, pen and paper. But, <laughs> uh, we're making this work, aren't we? So yeah, yeah. Now we're not doing too bad so far. We're just trying to not to try not muck it up, so we have to involve editing because that that gets a problem. <laughs> I think you know, on a serious note, it was it did shine a light to me. I mean, I've got a sharp focus on meeting areas of deprivation. Yeah. It did show to me that the, the majority church are resourced, but the people who are outside the kingdom are not resourced in the same way. And there, there are challenges there around discipleship, outreach, mission. Yeah. Big. Yeah. No, I think I think the assum I think the assumption. That, that's always the issue that's yeah. always the issue um yeah and and i think um I, I think i think assumptions have been shaken in lots of places yeah. um so in terms of just just take us back to that tabletop church thing because it feels to me that well that's a great that's a great phrase i like that i think that you've got the idea of gathering around sharing food connecting together sharing you know i'd call it about sharing life and that kind of thing yeah it feels to me from what you're saying is that essentially this is, this is a God moment to utilize this change. It kind of bucks yeah. people into that. Obviously yeah. you're way, already along the way a little bit. Yeah. Describe to me how, how you think, I suppose what you think we have got into in church in terms of gathering and what you think we should be getting into in terms of, well, I think the key thing for me is have we been discipling people effectively? Right. Now, it's in one sense amazing. One of my daughters in London, she goes to Hillsong Central. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, thousands and thousands of people, they preach the gospel all the time. And regardless of what people think out there, I mean, it's done amazing things for my daughter and brought a faith for life. And she's in a small group. But the emphasis, the millions of pounds, the thousands of pounds of production on that meeting. Yeah. 
yeah. And it'd be interesting to see when we emerge how successful the big churches are in, in rooting people into the small groups. Actually, have they formed disciples? That's yeah. the question. And yeah. I've got to ask that question of myself. So I think if your reliance was on, on, on the Sunday production, have you still got a church when the smoke machine's turned off and the lights are switched <laughs> off? Yeah. You will have a church, but, it, but really, is it going to be what you think it is? Yeah. I've got mates running churches whose offerings, when they stop the Sunday production, have dropped 50%. Yeah. yeah. Um, and their online viewing numbers are falling through the floor. Right. Now, I think this is a golden opportunity to, of recalibration, to rethink what we're actually all about, to bring us back to, you know, maybe more akin to the biblical model of, as you use the phrase, sharing life, but sharing life, sharing food, sharing possessions. Um, now, I think we can build strongly towards that at this time. And, and that's, that's basically where our church is at. We're, our emphasis is on, on the poor and uh, most hurting, poor, lost and yeah. broken people in our town. Yeah. And, and you don't reach them and disciple them through big shows. No. You just can't. You've got to get alongside people. You've got to walk with people. The yeah. big challenge for me during lockdown for me, we already had small groups, which we managed to get online. But the big challenge is how do I disciple people? Because my method of discipleship was to walk with people. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that for me, now I think a lot of people are sitting in big gatherings not being walked with. I mean, as a pastor, I mean, I only... When you say them. walk with people, do you mean actually physically walk with people? or walk If with I want to raise up a leader, they shadow me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. You know, we might send them to Westminster Theological College, but actually I want them alongside me. Yeah. I give people a project and see how they do. And then yeah. we, you know, we, we walk them through it. If I want to see someone come out of addiction, we, we walk with people. Yeah. Said, I'm, I give two days a week to my church, but I, I regularly visit. You know, I'm, I'm a bit old school. Um, yeah. I, I try and roll, I, I just, I'm an introvert, but I feel you've got to walk with people. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, if that That's wasn't taking place in your church, the church is going to fall through the floor. You might emerge with less of a church than you thought. Yeah. No, that's that's really interesting. I've, this is this is where I'm about to quote something without checking it. There's a woman I know who's um, who's Chinese, um, and um, she was she was talking with a, another Chinese speaker who was who was stronger in terms of uh, having language skills. And she said, "What is this Christ apprentice? Christ apprentice? Apparently, the word in Chinese for Christian is Christ apprentice. And I think that whole concept of being an apprentice, where you you're not only told stuff, but you watch and you do it and you get it wrong. I mean, I, one would assume that Jesus was actually apprenticed into being a carpenter. Exactly right. That kind of pattern throughout. So, um, no, that's, uh, that's really interesting. That's really good. Um, just, just tell me, describe a little bit uh, to me about that whole thing about people... They they don't come as ready-made packages. You talked about people crossing a line, and you know there's there's a work of kind of uh, of them coming into well, the center. Yeah, I think yeah we were talking earlier about this, weren't we? Before we came online, I I just think as a leader these days you've got to have a lot of grace for people. So I expect let I, I have different expectations of people in my church. I did draw a little diagram earlier. So I show it again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, show the diagram. I kept pointing away. So for me, the circle represents the boundary line. Inside the circle is a church, outside is the world. And you've got people, finger, the little people outside and people inside. And that's how most churches operate. You cross the line when you come to Christ, but there is an expectation about behaviour. Yeah. And dress and language. 
Yeah. Now my church looks like that. I like that one. So you could have a woman over here. These are real life examples. I'm not going to give names. You know, uh, addicted amphetamines, weed, filling the social, but meets Jesus. Now, when she crosses in, she might still be dressing provocatively. Uh, I'm only using the woman example here because this is recent. <laughs> dressing provocatively, uh, you know, language, a bit blue. Still, you might have addiction issues, but drops smoking weed, you know, or taking amphetamines, take your pick, but still got issues. But for me, the arms of the church come around her because she started facing, she's yeah. moving now towards Jesus. Yeah. And we put Jesus in the centre. And my job is to stay in the centre myself in my leadership team is get the temperature on prayer mission and, and living a godly lifestyle. Yeah. And we, we, we don't police people to the centre. We woo them to the centre. Yeah. You might have someone here, like he's just outside the centre. He was actually inside, close, even on the leadership team, but his language starts slipping or his behaviour starts slipping. And you're like, well, he's moving away. He's yeah. actually started, he started heading away. So you've got some people moving in some people are heading out all at different stages. So if someone comes to Christ and they've been, you know, addicted, committing crime, I'm, I'm, I'm meeting straight after this with someone who uh, came to Christ after I preached the gospel, confessed to crime, went and did 18 months in the nick, and has now come out and set up a rehab charity. So but he's far down the line. But when he first came in, he was over here. He hadn't even confessed his crime when he first came to Christ, but he got yeah. a grace for people's journey. Yeah. So my church is, is a stinky, messy, offensive place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> offensive to sophisticated people. And that's not just that when you're there on your own. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think churches should be scandalous to sophisticated people. Yeah. Jesus touched a leper. Yeah. He was, had a reputation of a wine beer and a friend of sinners. Yeah. And I, I planted a church in 1996 and the town fraternal wrote to me and said, we're concerned about your, reputation. This, this actually happened. And we're concerned about your reputation and the reputation of the gospel because you're spending far too much time with people committing adultery and other such sins. <laughs> I thought, I remember thinking, I'm oh, sure I read that somewhere before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That actually happened. I love, so, that. I love that. So I've been working on this, this theory for 25 years, but it's not for everyone. You know, I, I just feel like we've got this, this amazing, I'm going to avoid using the word unprecedented. <laughs> we have this incredible opportunity to, to, to recast mission, rescue, yeah. reach people we didn't normally reach. Yeah. But, it, but it's got to be in, in community. Yeah. If you're going to see people navigate that and come into the centre, you've got to walk with them and have yeah. shed loads of grace for years. Yeah. And not, you know, I remember this gay couple coming into our church. One, one of the, one of the uh, guys had come to Christ, someone hadn't, and he brought his boyfriend for the first time. And I came in late and we had concertina seating. I just walked over and gave him a hug. I went, you, you're his boyfriend. He went, yeah, he went, come and sit with me. Mm-hmm. And I remember people looking at me thinking, no, he's gone totally liberal. I'm like, no, have grace yeah. for the journey. We don't police people. We we woo them to the to the centre of, of Christ. You know. I like that wooing, wooing, not policing, and that, that's good coming from a from a, a copper's son as well. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. you know what, Carl, I'm not going to keep you on. So thank you for joining, and, and those who are listening, thank you also for joining us on this uh, Ponderings podcast. Uh, we're sure to get more to you soon.